0: thought it was a miscarriage thing you thought what i thought there was like a, some sort of miscarriage like some baby thing didn't i don't think i'm saying it right i can't say it. you did you said it as though it were a recently invented word and you <laughs> <could only just laughs> discovered it. i don't know what word i'm confusing it with but i know the right way to say it i just can't say it mascara right is how
1: you
0: say it <laughs> maybe that.
2: are a cast iron brains a podcast that is absolutely certain of maybe just one thing that the single most dangerous thing in the world is absolute certainty the things about which you are certain the things you know without even having to think about them this is where you are vulnerable this is where you can be made a fool certainty is where you can be hurt in some things this certainty is admirable If you're certain that you're in love, say, that certainty is a potential breach in your defenses against truly immeasurable pain, exploitable and foolish, but a risk with potential rewards that are otherwise unachievable. Love, when rewarded, transforms, deepens, fills the unfillable. Certainty in love of someone else is faith, is hope, and is human, but it is no less dangerous for it. The danger is in the knowing. The certainty of love is a danger to yourself, though. The raw parts that it exposes to potential pain, those raw parts are yours. The certainty of most anything else that you might believe about the world, about other people, that certainty isn't about vulnerability. The things you believe without even having to think about them anymore, that certainty, made impenetrable, hardened, makes targets of all competing interests seeks only confirmation, risks nothing. Absolute certainty of purpose and of mission relies on knowing things that are fundamentally unknowable, requires an ego of titanic proportion that tries to obscure itself behind the great power and knowledge that it purports to have discovered. An edifice of such grandeur and import that the only valid response to it would be abject and righteous humility if only it were anything besides your own invention." If it were actually there. If, somehow, in your certainty, you were right. Absolute certainty is a mistake of grief. And a mistake of hope. A mistake of our humanity. The danger is in the knowing. My name is Bob. Sitting across the way from my good friend and co-host. That's Abe. How you doing tonight, Abe? Doing well, Bob. Yeah, here we are. Lori's here too. How you doing, Lori? Good. Lori's good. Tonight is Monday, May sixteenth, twenty twenty-two. The day before my brother Duncan's birthday.
0: Oh, look at that! We're back to the
2: birthday
1: episode. Then we're the airing that airing. Yeah, when this when different. this goes
2: out, published on.
1: How old is Duncan? Old
2: Uncle's birthday.
1: He's so old. He's
2: quite old. Is he twenty-nine? Have he cleared thirty yet? He turns 30 this year.
0: Look at that. The end is near Duncan.
1: He's supposed to be 19.
2: Hey, before we get into the awfulness of, uh, what's going on in the world, you got anything fun for us? You got, uh, any fun anecdotes? What'd you do this weekend?
0: (laughs) So my, my brother's in town just for a couple of days for a job interview. Uh, and on Saturday we, uh, went to the Braves game, but like we went to the Braves game late. This wasn't the plan. Uh, we just got there late, right. and uh, so there's a place where we can park that's not like right by the stadium. That's like slightly cheaper. And this guy would uh, explain to us like, if you guys got here a few minutes later, this would have been free. Uh, oh wow! And I was so did you did you take a lap? Well, <laughs> no, <laughs> it was one of these like uh, apps parking app thing like spot hero or park mobile or whatever there's these apps that you can now use it's 2022 to pay for parking at the time of him relaying this information to me i hadn't paid but he was insisting that i pay and then in return he will tell me that i don't have to pay
2: in the future
0: yeah in the future which is like what the fuck guy like (laughs) just why did you tell me that story but anyway how late how late
2: were you that you almost avoided having to pay for parking
0: so, we, by the time we walked in and we were situated uh, inside, it was the start of the fourth inning. By the way, we oh, didn't wow. miss much. That game uh, was going one way and then went the other way, and it ended pretty solid. The Braves ended up that winning game the That game was
2: spectacular. The yeah, Saturday Braves game was <laughs> one of the most fun. I mean, I've only seen a handful. I've just started now catching up with the Braves and watching them. But, yeah, great game on Saturday.
0: Perfect weather. Nice, solid crowd. I haven't seen that many people in a while at that stadium and it was nice and we left you know it was good times
2: yeah what did we do this weekend i don't even we know
0: talk about that Played that some now?
2: baseball yeah i mean well i just i don't want to talk about this fucking guy
1: but by the way it's not it's wh- so we could talk about how real big fish has been making oh, music let's this not whole talk time. about that was there... um, we watched more of this. No, no, no!
2: Not what we watched. I was just like, "What did we do?" Oh, Nitty
1: and her boyfriend came. Yeah, we had company. Oh, nice! See, That's they listen to the podcast. alleged, sound happy alleged, about it.
2: Alleged, alleged listeners. Those people. <laughs> they only well, listen when they're like when they're en route to our house. so We don't have to worry about them listening <laughs> to this episode. <laughs>
0: no, we'll find that soon enough, right? Or you'll find that soon enough. Yeah,
2: lovely company, by the way. Nothing. I speak no ills of them, listening or not.
0: Was there a uh, was there an eclipse over the weekend? There was a
2: lunar eclipse. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: not impressed by a lunar eclipse.
2: Okay. Yeah, you and that piece of shit Neil deGrasse Tyson both, by the way.
1: <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> both similarly dismissive of. Like, it's
1: not exciting.
0: Was this a full? What did he say? Yeah, I know. I wonder what he said. While you're looking that up, Bob. Like every time I hear of a something, some moon or sun or something is happening. I'm like, oh, cool, and then they'll tell me like it's like overnight. I'm like, oh, fuck that. Like it's like the slightest inconvenience. I'm like, all right, I'm out. Was it, it was, like ten thirty? Ten thirty. Yeah, I was like, all right, that's a bit late for me. <laughs> ten
2: thirty is too late to go walk out into the parking lot and see if you can see the moon up there in the sky. <laughs> we
1: didn't do it.
2: Uh, yeah, sure, we didn't do it, but I did appreciate the moon on Saturday evening before the eclipse because it was.
0: Yeah, it was moon, a nice, big, bright moon. Fine. Yeah,
2: that wasn't it's just good. just, like,
1: not exciting to go watch the phases of the moon happen slightly faster.
2: Sure, but when if you just think about it for a second, you're standing on a rock hurtling through... Space.
1: That's always true, and
2: then you can see <laughs> the shadow that your rock casts. That's
1: literally true every time you look at the moon.
2: You can't see your shadow in the in the same way. You cannot. You can't interact with it, and it's not as as palpable as when way, an eclipse is happening.
0: Does that not move the needle for the the crazy flat Earth types? Like they're they're, they're yeah, not convinced flat. at all by. The...
2: No, it's just a disc,
0: right? But like the shadow stuff, like that doesn't do any. Flat. No, disc. (laughs) (laughs) Really committed to that belief. Is this of the usual Neil deGrasse Tyson tweets where it's being obnoxious on purpose?
2: Yes. Lunar eclipses are so unspectacular that if nobody told you what was happening to the moon, you'd probably not notice at all. Just saying.
1: He's right. He's absolutely right.
2: Imagine Carl Sagan saying something along those lines. Carl Sagan, who (laughs) was interested only in explaining to us how, yes, while everything is just matter and energy and physical reality and determinism, still, the incredible magisteria of all of creation out there is something to behold. Neil deGrasse Tyson is like, ah, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, but like if
1: you go out on a night where it's a half moon, what you're looking at is the shadow of the Earth on the moon.
0: What is the larger point of that tweet? Like, Why is he being a wet blanket? Is he worried that... People are going to hype up something that's otherwise not that remarkable. It's the whole brand.
1: Yeah, I think he's annoyed when everyone's like, oh, you can go watch the lunar eclipse? Like, no, it's not fun.
0: But if it was one of the more rare occasions, like that time where my car burned up, the whatever that was, uh, five years ago. Yeah,
1: that was cool.
0: That, I'm sure he wasn't poo-pooing that, right? So maybe he's like, No, this that's
1: is... different. That, yeah. like, never happens. It's yeah. very cool.
2: Anyway, I uh, suppose there's no way around it.
0: We need to talk about what happened in Buffalo this last few days. By the way, uh multiple shootings this weekend, I was uh out of sync with the news because there was a shooting outside at the watch party party for the Milwaukee like a basketball playoff watch party. Surprisingly yeah, no one dies. Like, it
2: it so must have been some sort of like I mean, two competing. I don't want to say it's gang violence, I, but it's that's some what sort of say. like
0: I'm glad you said it.
2: Right. It's some sort of like gang type behavior going on there because it was like a group of apparently multiple shooters on different sides of this argument and somehow yeah nobody gets killed which is remarkable despite like 17 injuries or something like that.
0: Right. But the the sequence of events were I think my my brother or someone was referencing a shooting and is I guess it's 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 a poor reflection on Americans that <laughs> The shootings kind of run into each other, and it's like, which one are you referring which to? It's one? like, no, no, the yeah. much worse yeah, one. Well, there both. was another one in California, I think, too, right? This, yeah, also there this was, weekend. Like, a few,
1: and yeah.
0: that appears to be—is that the one where they were eventually restrained and hogtied? Because there was like a Chinese on Taiwanese kind of thing, or some weird angle. Right, that, that was
2: a, a racially motivated crime that we can't really identify with whatsoever.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> that'll go away <laughs> relatively quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah but the big one which, yeah buffalo that was crazy
2: i'm surprised that it was that i mean not not that i know anything about anything but the idea that it was a chinese person being the aggressor against the taiwanese surprises me why i'm just if i'm thinking of like you think who is more likely yeah i would have thought it would have gone the other way around in terms of like somebody lashing out against chinese aggression to try mm. to take over the Let's the country
1: Let's leave that where that is.
2: Speaking of uh, that, fucking Meet the Press this weekend ran a war game. They were gaming out what's going to happen in 2027. Like they, they set the date to like 2027 and had a panel convene to discuss what America would do when China goes to war against Taiwan. Just salivating at that prospect, mostly over there at NBC.
0: Did they arrive Not at nothing? Or were they, they were suggesting doing stuff? Well, they only,
2: gave us, they only gave us the first taste of it. You had to go to uh, the website and seek out the, the rest of it on Peacock, I think. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Typical. <laughs> Speaking of which, we can, we'll can we we'll get back to Buffalo in a minute here. I want to complain about uh, Major League Baseball. You sent me yes. what amounts to like an infographic on Friday.
1: And yeah. said a very funny thing about it. I really like what you said.
2: What, what Abe said? Yeah. Let's see. What did Abe say? I can never remember anything Abe said. That's why <laughs> I record it.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: Abe said, the balkanization of sports coverage can't be good for viewership. I
0: don't know what's funny about that in particular. It's
1: like saying it's balkanization. <laughs> uh, I think that's a funny way to talk
0: about it. But it's, what's weird is that they're almost like, like, hey, here's how to watch. It's like... Right, a, so the
2: Braves tweeted out this big, and, and stuck it on all their socials, this big infographic about how to watch the baseball this weekend, whereas previously, you know, not that it needs to be what it was like in the 90s, necessarily, but you just say, get, fucking turn on the Superstation, and the Braves will be on TBS, and then also there will be the replays of the Braves, because we don't know what the fuck else to put on, so that's what we're going to show you all weekend long one of the on things. the Superstation. the
0: all the way up in Canada, the... the Ch- Chicago station and the Atlanta station would show the Chicago team and the Atlanta team. And That's now right.
2: It was easy. It. This weekend, there was a big showdown between the Braves and the San Diego Padres, which are a fun team. They're very good. There's a lot of good teams out west. The Padres are one of them. Got Manny Machado, great baseball superstar. Anyway, on Friday, the Braves were on Apple TV. You could not watch it in any other way than right. besides downloading the Apple TV app either to your streaming device or to your Apple device And you
0: need to create an Apple account if you don't right, have Right, you had one. to have
2: an Apple account with an email and potentially a credit card attached to it. Not that they're going to charge you anything, right. but they want all of that information. Saturday game was on the, the regional sports network, the Bally Sports, but also it was a Fox Sports 1 game. So it was on the national uh, Fox channel. which So that was relatively easy to find. And then the Sunday morning game was... First of all, an eleven thirty first first pitch, and then it was on Peacock. And it was not like on Peacock where you can just like put the app on your Roku and then watch it. It was on the premium Peacock subscription where you have to be a paying Peacock subscriber in order to watch the goddamn baseball game this weekend. This is despite the fact that I already pay $140 a goddamn year to watch Braves games. It's right. like the only... It, it's such a direct thing that I'm trying to do. I take this pile of money, right. and I give it to this guy over here, and his, he says, okay, now you can watch the Braves games. And, and now I can't, because right. this weekend I had to not watch the Braves games, except on Saturday when I could watch it on two different channels, which I did. I had the Fox Sports 1 going in the kitchen, and oh, I like had it. the, the Bally Sports broadcast going in the living room. <laughs> uh taking It'd be funny full if advantage
0: you got a, if you got a message saying you've exceeded your uh <laughs> choose one channel fella.
2: that's right uh but it's just utterly fucking bogus like why should i have to jump through all these goddamn hoops just to watch the game that like and and on top of that like it's, i don't even get 162 games anyway i only get the 140 games or whatever because i'm in the dc sports market so i miss out on a chunk of the games as it is uh it's just This, this, as you called it, the balkanization is just a total bummer for the people who they should be treating the most sort of reverently, which is the person who's willing to fork over a big pile of cash. I mean, not a huge pile of cash, but a substantial sum of money in order to get the product delivered to them without any additional goddamn hoops. And instead, they're just devaluing that product by farming it out to all of these other providers. It's totally bogus.
0: And this is not limited to baseball. Like, I mean, that's this is where the NFL is or heading towards. I mean, I think if you pay, I don't pay for the Sunday direct, whatever, I just watch whatever's on. But like if I did, it'd be kind of similar, right? Because then that gives you the Sunday stuff, but then Monday's on ESPN. I don't know when the Amazon stuff kicks in, but that's on- Right,
2: Thursday's is going to be on Prime. It's no longer going to be simulcast. Network,
0: simulcast. Yeah, or right. at least you would watch it locally. But yeah, so it's going to be- this weird thing where every sport, if you want to watch an entire team's season, it's going to be this thing where you have to pay everybody.
2: Yeah, it fucking sucks. And it, it's just an advertisement for piracy in the right. same way that anything that Netflix does now to try to goose their numbers is just going to be inviting people to go back to pirating shit. It's just way too easy for me to get on Reddit and find a forum that is giving me all of the, all of the streams. <laughs> yeah. Where I can just, yeah, is it illegal and does it feel bad? Yeah, but, like, people are going to do that more and more. Because, like I've said before about this MLB TV package, like, it's great. I pay them money and I get this app and the app is very good. And the stream is always reliable. I don't have to worry about it buffering. I Like, it looks fucking great on my television. It's not so delayed to where, like, I get a notification on my phone that the Braves have lost while the game is still going on. Like, I don't have to worry about that great product but the more that they dilute it the more that they ruin it the less i'm going to be or not you know me i'm a sucker yeah i'll probably keep paying it every year but people are going to be less interested in forking over uh the big pile of money
0: right paying money goes down easier when it's a smooth and easy experience but if you make it a hassle and you're also paying on top of it that's not going to last very long yeah all
2: right uh let's go to buffalo buffalo so, uh, we won't be saying this guy's name. I, I, will, I will make a stupid point I don't of that.
0: Right I, don't, here. I don't know it either. I just know there are 18.
2: All right. Suffice it to say that. Uh, oh, th- we're
1: not even gendering them. All they're I'll say, 18.
2: All I'll <laughs> say about his name, which is a name that could go either way, actually, now that you mention it, is that he shares a name with someone that Abe considers a piece of shit. Just a total oh, no fucking kidding. piece of shit. Oh, that's
0: uh, <laughs> very few people who have that <coughs> distinction in my world. So it's some version of that. Is it like spelled yes. in a funny way?
2: That it could is be spelled a first
1: or a last name though.
2: Spelled in a slightly funny, in a slightly different way than than the great quarterback. But it's all we'll say in terms of referencing this guy's in particulars.
0: Although I will um, say, I'm, I'm sure the. They haven't done any studies, but if they do, the saying of the name and the not saying of the name, I don't think that serves as a deterrent. Like, crazy people will do these crazy things, right? I don't think it's
1: supposed to, like, not them on a pedestal or something. Sure,
2: but even, like, more now than ever, it is probably less important that you not say their name because they will be famous in the circles in which they're going to be famous, no matter what Chuck Todd says or what uh, David Gregory said, uh, David, is David Gregory even work anymore? I don't know.
0: That yeah, was got, the
2: name that came to mind.
0: Yeah. He got bumped from, I think last I've heard of him, he was in, on CNN. I don't know where he's at now.
2: Yeah. Whatever. If Wolf Blitzer says your name or doesn't say your name, it is completely immaterial to the cause when it comes to these idiots on, on 4chan and, and 8chan and all the rest of the
0: right the internet
2: guess, underbelly.
0: Yeah. In, in and in those circles maybe, but I was just thinking like the frequency of these events happen so often that even if everyone said their names they would just kinda of run into each other and the way I remember it now is basically where it happened, Buffalo or uh Christchurch or San Bernardino or whatever. Like right. I just know where Pittsburgh, like the the Jewish place, you know, but I don't even if I wanted to remember I it right. there's the, just so the many congressional of these.
2: right there are some there are some that stick for whatever reason. Anders Brevik, the 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 guy who shot up the oh, summer yeah, that summer camp in asshole. Norway. Yeah. yeah. That guy's name is always stuck in my head. The kid who shot up the church in South Carolina, that name always sticks in my head as well.
0: Oh, yeah, the Amy Church.
2: Yeah. I should, I guess, suppose the responsible thing to do here from a journalistic perspective is to at least give a bare-bones outline of what happened. Yes. Uh, This kid, he's 18 years old, should stop calling him a kid, I suppose. He's an adult, but...
1: Nope.
2: For all intents and purposes, as far as I'm concerned, he's a kid and he drove a couple of hours from his hometown packing a number of guns including a shotgun and uh, an AR15 style gun the AR15 is the one that he it's not an AR15 but it is that style gun right uh, he used it at a grocery store in buffalo called uh, the grocery store is called tops he chose that target because it, it is both the city of Buffalo and that particular neighborhood and grocery store uh, are predominantly black, uh, certainly relative to where he was before. So he he chose Buffalo because there are a lot of black people there. And then he drove there and killed as many of them as possible, which ended up being uh, just 10. And I say just 10 because in his manifesto that he released, he believed that he could rack up as many as uh, like three dozen over a number of different targets. But he was stopped at just 10 and at just one location. And I did, I read the entire manifesto, which is, again, findable if you choose to search it out. Uh, Although it is being sort of, I won't say it's being, I mean, it is, it's being hidden we not allowed to be shared on the major uh, social media platforms, and I don't. I suspect
0: that, that all that does is prevent people just s- scrolling to it. Like, if you want to search for it and find it, you'll yeah, you'll I find think it. That's in fair, yeah, it's yeah, it,
2: it's not it it's not impossible to find. It just makes it harder to find. And I right. I suppose there's a certain amount of merit in that. I do think that. And, having read the entire fucking thing, although I will admit that I browsed or or scanned a good third of it because a good third of it is just uh, basically gear fetishization, where he talks about the different guns that he used, and he recommends. and i this is this is in large part why I'm sure that it is being taken down and not being easily shared, is because he gives a great deal of tips on how to acquire this stuff and which, Weapons and armor and helmets and ammunition uh, to acquire and how to do it easily and the uh, the approximate cost of of getting yourself all geared out in an attempt to uh, follow in his footsteps if that's what you are interested in doing uh, so I I didn't carefully read all of that because obviously that is not my goal.
0: Let me ask you something um, since you did read some of it because one part. I don't understand in this great replacement theory, white replacement theory, this goofy nonsense, right? Uh, Does he explain what do black people have to do that? Like how are black people who are like been here for all these years replacing anyone?
2: Right. Black people who it must be said have been here longer than his people, as he would call them. He, he acknowledges that,
0: they're but, having
1: sex with white women.
2: But says that, well, he, he goes into... It's it's not the having the sex. Oh, he, it's, go- he goes he goes deeply into crime statistics and how many rapes are happening against which races and by which races. And it is not... Let's just say he's not a reliable inter, interlocutor for that particular data set. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't exactly r- get r- everything right, including uh, probably most hilariously the claim that... Approaching 80% of the slaves in America were owned by Jews, which mm. which is demonstrably oh. not the case. So,
0: this is literally just fan fiction at this point. Right. So, because the, the reason why I ask, like, because I never, I, I don't understand the connection between the replacement theory nonsense, because I always thought that, that was, like, immigration-based. Yes, and it is, but he's also—it's
2: it's not just immigration because he believes that this is— white land this is the the heritage of the europeans and that the blacks should be returned from whence they came and that by way of death no he thinks that they should self deport he thinks that they should return by way this is very of killing old
1: them? thinking and it's boring to me
2: yeah he thinks right, but, yeah but what he's saying is the message that he's trying to send is that you're not safe here and he's saying that to Every person of color, and I I use that term because it's the sort of term that he would use here, every non-white, he would say, is not welcome here because he doesn't believe that the races can or should live harmoniously and that instead all peoples should be returned to... The places from which their people came at a specific time in the past that he has determined <laughs> was the correct time for these people to, to be where they were.
0: And I suspect that there's no distinction within the white. So he's not talking about like waspy types. Like, like if, would, I, I, I wonder, would he sooner accept a recent immigrant from Romania, or Ukraine? Over a Black American whose family can go back hundreds of years, like he was sooner than correct. Correct, he would he. So that had nothing to do with the. So this is just, all of this is just kind of. Well, no, but what you need to do is
2: you need to be in order to understand it. You need to be a race essentialist who believes that there is more of a cultural and genetic and and intimate relational connection between a Ukrainian and this guy whose family came here in the 1920s or 30s or whatever from it, from Italy uh right. then there is a a shared heritage between Americans who've been on the on the continent for 400 years it doesn't make logical external sense but like any conspiracy theory it has its own sort of twisted internal logic
0: but but i guess what what's confusing me is on the political front, like the, the Tucker Carlson types, uh, the Elise Stefanik types, they're framing this replacement nonsense as the Democrats are bringing in immigrants that a high clip, and they're going to fast-track them to citizenship, and then that's going to replace or dilute the existing vote. And, right. and they're and, not and, and drawing for what that connection to race, but – and for, you know, what can worth, the lines. for what it's worth, for
2: what it's worth, Democrats Democrats have been saying for the last ten years that demographics is destiny. Right? That's a, that's a line that's straight out of the DNC, out of the Democratic playbook about how their future is going to be secured in this country. Is the idea? Right,
0: but those demographics do go on race but also on on age like they they're also hitching their wagon to the thinking that the younger the group is the more likely they are going to vote their way i mean young people grow old people who move here may grow accustomed to conservative leanings like i i I mean i I guess you're right to what you're saying but there has been been there's been a
2: concerted and welcome idea among A large portion of this country that says that the whites will be the minority and that that will be good, and it will specifically be good for the Democratic Party in terms of maintaining and expanding their power. That's not a lie. That is what the Democrats say. Right, but and I, I think they're wrong about that. I, I think it's uh, and I think it's sort of obvious that the Democrats are wrong about that. And you need look no further than the most recent election, where you you saw minorities, uh, blacks and Latinos, both swing to Trump more than they swung to him in 2016. Now, not in any right. nowhere near approaching point. a majority or anything along those lines. But this assumption, this sort of essentialist, That's
1: what happened in Florida.
2: this sort of essentialist assumption that certain uh, phenotypical realities of large groups means political results for one side or the other is a, it's an abhorrent way of of categorizing people whether you're on the left or you're on the right and i'm not trying to what about this at, at all right. but i do think that it is this as a very similar conversation that goes
0: on uh, but my understanding of it is that the political side is trying to co cool op this very vile, strictly racist way of thinking, right? It had nothing to do with votes or other. I mean, they'll say that just if, if it gains more traction among people, but it seems like the Elise Stefanik types from New York and the Tucker Carlson's of Fox News are trying to co cool op this anxiety that exists that seems to be a lot more racist in nature and they're trying to make it into oh no they're trying to bring in like-minded people from other countries yeah and i think or... that that's
2: i think that that's absurd and i think it is fine to point out that when elise stefanik tweets that the democrats are going to amnesty tens of millions of illegals and then the tens of millions of illegals will be uh, reliable democratic voters and there will never be another republican elected i think that's fucking absurd i think right. you need look no further than Every Democratic administration that we've had for the last <laughs> ev- ever that has not done the thing. that The last big amnesty program was done by Ronald Reagan. Uh, but, but whatever. And it's awful when Tucker Carlson says things like, uh, let me pull up the quote so I don't get it wrong, because then I don't want to put it in my words, for fucking Christ's sake. <laughs> um, a quote from the Tucker Carlson show. Liberals are quote trying to replace the current electorate with new, more obedient voters from the third world. End quote. That's despicable, and Tucker should be made to answer for that. When this idiot, who in his manifesto is espousing the exact same thing that liberals are trying to re- that liberals and Jews specifically are trying to replace the current electorate with new, more obedient voters from the third world, like that's that's it's way too close for comfort. For Tucker to just be able to say absolutely nothing here, and I watched the the start of his show, and he was predictably uh, retreating and dissembling on that front.
0: Did Did he try to create some some distance? No, or he like was just all
2: about how craven the Democratic response to
0: no, they this never,
2: tragedy they has they just been. just
0: talk about something else. But okay, so was it? El Paso, there was something similar to this story. Yeah, uh, yeah El somebody Paso at a
2: Walmart where the, the guy thought that he was trying to start a race war. Uh, the 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 church in South Carolina, he was right. trying to start a race war.
0: What's concerning is that despite all of these incidents, the Tucker Carlson's and this Elise DeFonics, and I'm sure others, are unconcerned by the connection that people can make between the their words and those actions right now they are not responsible for the actions of the people who did it i i understand
2: that that point of view but i also think it makes a crucial mistake in a cart horse sort of way which is that this idiot is not getting his shit from the tucker carlsons of the world tucker right. is sourcing his shit from the right. idiots of the world, right? This no, is, this. in which direction does this flow? And the answer is that it is not flowing from Tucker. It is flowing from the fucking feeded fever swamps of the internet. And that's, right, it's but that's how what's it's always concerning. been.
0: Right, but that's, I think that's even more concerning because that must mean that there is such a sizable audience that subscribes not to the killing people stuff but like the the replacement theory yeah, aspect of it. it
2: yeah sure tucker is able to tucker and Stefanik are able to then make it palatable to a broader swath of people largely by the way a much older and dumber swath of, of people of course but like that's how it starts they
1: raise children
2: yeah sure but they're not in danger generally speaking your average fox news idiot who's 67 years old and retired and yeah uh, perhaps a bigot by any reasonable uh, modern standard uh, and and maybe even in the worst cases sort of like a proud uh, American chauvinist, right? Somebody who would who right. would defend so-called Western Judeo-Christian values against the the incoming horde or whatever the yeah you know, whatever awful things go goes on in these people's heads, but like that's not the sort of person who's who's going down to the Walmart and shooting up a bunch of people because they don't like the color of their skin. Like this is this is a, a terrorism and and this sort of mass murder has almost always been and will continue to be a young man's game. Uh, the the Vegas maniac uh, excluded. Although that guy didn't appear to have any sort of ideology. Yeah, that,
0: that is the most like we'll never forget what happened because you're right. He's old. He had no discernible motive. Just he just wanted to kill people. It was the weirdest incident I think in recent memory. But all the other ones do kind of follow some sort of pattern. These young dopes, yeah, and young stupid internet, too.
2: young men who believe something with absolute certainty. And who have decided to do something about it
0: it's like it's almost like they have a need to believe in something so, like this vacuum thing that I keep on going back to it's like, and then they just gravitate towards the the dumbest shit like this, like oh, I'm white, I'm superior, I'm something better than the others, and there we go,
2: yeah, but it's not just and and I think that it has no political valence, it has no what the thing that i'm most horrified by is nothing to do with the the particular or peculiar politics of this one idiot right now yes the ones that get the most attention are absolutely the 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 right wing crazy types and we'll hear about this for a very this will be a very sticky story in the news because of the the nature of the victims and the nature of the the perpetrator but that doesn't change the fact that like you know this sort of fanatical devotion to a cause is what's at issue here and not, not the particulars of the cause. And I, I do understand why Tucker and Stefanik and those types have a sort of responsibility to distance themselves and to explain, even if it is just an empty rationalization in the eyes of a lot of people who don't trust them or don't believe them they absolutely have a responsibility to show the ways in which their belief system if they have one or the things that they are espousing is different in a meaningful way from the thing that he did and not just that he was willing to take it to some sort of violent extreme right that that there right. needs to be they need to be able to express what makes up the distance between what he was saying And what they're saying. And that means looking at this document that he produced, which is, like I said, it's a third of it is just gear fetish stuff. But like another third of it is just anti-Semitic and anti-black. A a lot of it is memes. A lot of it is about another 25 percent of it is just fucking cartoons and memes and that sort of thing, because that was how he was radicalized. And then the other 25% of it is like a, a question and answer thing where he poses rhetorical questions to himself and answers them. And I think they have a responsibility to answer uh, for the, way, the, the ways that they're different and, and to anathematize the, the parts of this manifesto that they disagree with. And then to let the rest of us decide how much we believe that what motivated this guy is anathema to what motivates Tucker Carlson and Elise Stefanik. Like that, that, that is their responsibility.
0: In, and instead of doing any of that, it seems, I, I don't know how long this has been the case. I mean, it's always kind of been the case, but it is sufficient to just say those crazy Democrats are being cr- overly critical of me and that's all you have to say. Like, oh my God, they're overreacting. It doesn't matter what the circumstance or the situation is or how wrong or right you are. If you can point to, say, the criticism is coming from the left, it's like, no, dismiss it. That's not a problem at all. Like, they, they don't have any concern about uh, clarifying a position that even if they themselves, like, I, that came out wrong or uh, I'm being associated incorrectly, I, I have nothing to do with these wackos. I'm talking about the immigration side of things, blah, 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 right? They're like, ah, fuck it. The libs are mad or whatever, and that's the end of the, the need to do anything. Like and it's just very concerning where you can let a lot of things slide and you can fan the flames so that some idiot like him, again, not that they're taking marching orders from Tucker Carlson, but if there's a permissiveness of this kind of thing, they're like, oh, they're they they see things the way that I do, but they're just cowards. They don't want to follow through. They don't want to do the 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 dirty stuff. What needs to be done, and I'm gonna take it upon myself to start killing someone in El Paso or Buffalo or whatever. Like, I mean, is there any chance that this is the end of it? There's going to be some other idiot who's going to see some meme somewhere. Right. And they're going to take it upon themselves to go somewhere else and kill a bunch of people for no reason.
2: Right. And this guy was apparently – his moment of radicalization was discovering the live-streamed video of the guy in New Zealand – uh, who I killed mean, yeah, fifty people at at the Mo- Al Noor Mosque or something like that in New Zealand? And he was bored. Apparently, he was home and just dicking around on the computer. And he was going to 4chan for like gaming stuff and for politics. And then eventually made his way from the the Paul message board to the uglier message boards over there.
0: There's a uglier message board than that poll one
2: yeah and was getting his you know what's funny is that he ex- he expresses that he was getting his his normie news from the reddit front page and then that was turned into today in a in the daily the the new york times podcast the daily they twisted that into suggesting that he was getting that he was radicalized on reddit which is like it's a very it's just very frustrating to hear the very tip of the of the news media gets right. something like that so plainly wrong, like he wasn't radicalized on reddit he was like many millions of people. You can just go to reddit as a as the front page of the internet that's what they call themselves right. and it's
0: like what you dig used to be you know right, I mean? you people can just go see there.
2: the national news headlines. there's nothing radicalizing right about what happens on Reddit, especially in the last three or four years. I mean, they banned all of the worst parts of Reddit over the last few years. There's nothing there anymore that could really lead you
0: to go violently astray. Right, it's astray. fairly sanitized. Right.
1: Also, I didn't read it because I don't want to. The He was, like, flagged for being a crazy person. That's right. He, like, was planning a school shooting or something. Yeah, he
2: threatened to shoot up his school.
1: yeah. Maybe we have a problem that's beyond Tucker Carlson and right-wing people.
2: Yeah, sure. I don't know that the problem is solved by saying that if when you are a legal minor, you are then no longer able to legally purchase firearms as an yeah, that, adult.
1: That would help, though. No.
2: I, guess, I mean, would it? I mean to me it's just like there are guns and if a person wants to get guns in the furtherance of a race war where he's going to murder as many people as he wants to, the the obstacle of not being able to purchase it legally is not actually an obstacle, right?
0: (laughs) Right. Also, yeah, if you're fighting this battle on the accessibility of guns front, you've already lost it because if someone is intent just like this text of nonsense that this guy has – you can, you know, the major websites can do certain things to kind of uh, not highlight it. But if you want to seek it, you, you're gonna find it. Just like if you want to kill somebody with a gun, there are so many guns out there; it's beyond the 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 ability of any law enforcement to stop it, right? So, but if this fucker can be turned into a a killer because of some stupid frog online, right? There there are, I would imagine, opportunities to kind of divert them into something less deadly right if if he was flagged for this like a year ago or two years ago when they were minor they're i mean not like oh you can't have guns forever that would probably just do the opposite they will find some other means to to obtain the guns but like hey what the fuck man that stupid cartoon is what you believe it's so stu- like you're that dumb like you can't figure this out again i don't think that would be also effective but there's got to be some attempt to like Show them that you're kind of like in this tunnel vision of of hate,
2: yeah, the problem is that it comes down to we rely as a society, we rely on each other to make sure that the people who are in your house aren't going to leave that house and go out and try to murder as many people as possible, right yeah, and so
0: and most of the time that happens, right <laughs> almost most always most time, really yeah.
2: right. And it you don't you don't wanna blame the parents, right? You 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 don't wanna say like why didn't you see this coming? Why didn't you put a stop to this? But like if he hadn't spent all of the last two years staring at a computer screen, this doesn't happen, right? Like it's right. it's just not or it certainly doesn't happen in the way that it
0: that it played out. This is not all that different than like an ISIS kid, right? Somebody it's the that's same like exact online. Thing. Right? Yeah. Does some online per I mean I guess not so much ISIS, but like I guess these people who read this stuff online and they try to do like their own terrorist attack wherever they live, like in Holland or whatever, and it's like they believe in some nonsense. Oh, I'm some Muslim and I'm better than all these other people. It's like, oh, a little ego boost. And then fuck all these other people. They're the reasons for your problem. Okay, easy solution. Instead of dealing with my own problems, I'm going to blame it on everybody else. Coward way out. No problem. And then they slowly get into... The violent part, because they're shitty little dudes, and then they sometimes, rarely, will act on it like this person did. Like I don't think it's that different than what uh, the jihadist type of recruiting does. Uh, they, they, they'll change the language, but it's the same kind of thing. No, it's, it's, the like thing. it's the exact same thing, and that's
2: what I'm talking about, is this absolute certainty of, of, of right. coming upon something that delivers to you and your ego— uh, a flattery that you haven 't been getting elsewhere, and you just become so wrapped up in it that you can't that anything that even challenges it is automatically denied it 's like
0: and, a a threat to right. the certainty so it's like instead of like questioning like maybe I was wrong about that certainty it 's like i 'm going <laughs> to attack whatever's attacking my certainty
2: right and it's it 's just hard to imagine that someone with a sort of healthy and public facing life somebody with relationships with people who are a little bit different than him would be able to come to these same conclusions and it i know that it happens i know that there are plenty of racists and and awful people who say that you know some of my best friends are black is the is the classic right. cliched line I, but i, I mean, don't i don't think that there were a lot of spree killers intent on starting a race war who use that sort of throwaway cliche, some of my best friends are black, I don't think that that's the sort of rationalization that you hear from the absolute worst. And I, part of what makes me want Tucker Carlson, of all the shitty human beings on Earth, to come out strongly against this and unequivocally explain what is the distance between what he thinks and what this kid was espousing in his piece-of-shit manifesto is that he needs to... It is incumbent upon people over there on that side of the aisle to explain that it's wrong to just paint everyone on one side of the political aisle with the same broad racist brush, right? That if you're calling what this kid did racism and you're calling what Tucker Carlson does every night racism, we need we need a better—we need a bigger vocabulary than we currently have. And And weirdly, it's actually Tucker's responsibility— to help explain what the difference is there and and yeah we can reject his rationalizations we can reject the things that he has to say in his own defense essentially that that can be our the way that we approach this if if we want to but but to to not address it head on is it would it would just be sort of unconscionable to me and i i not that I expect or, or want anything from Tucker Carlson, but in the same way that when Donald Trump said there are very fine people on both sides, and then turned Charlottesville into a moment to own the libs, essentially, which is which is what you were saying earlier, um, right? That was the moment that the the fucking bottom fell out, and it 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 we never put it back, and it's it's hard to it just makes me so fucking. Like, I'm just so deeply saddened by it because it's so obvious. Like, it's, yeah. this is the sort of thing that we can expect and we can expect to see again. And there's there's just no indication that there's anybody who's capable of bridging this, what is, what is amounting to now a hot culture war, in a responsible way. And I I don't want to do the, oh, Biden is just politicizing this thing. But he's apparently going to go to Buffalo this week, as early as as tomorrow or as well, today. He, has to. he doesn't have to. Oh, he didn't, I mean. He kind of has to. He didn't go to Waukesha after that maniac drove his his van through a Christmas parade. It
1: was really cold.
2: Okay, but <laughs> he didn't go to and and yeah. How many people died in the New York City subway shooting last month? Was it none? Was it a f- a couple? I yeah, don't remember. No now. one
0: died in that one.
2: No one died. I remember, a, like a remember bunch accuracy, were injured. No one died. But he didn't go there either. And he didn't – like there, that Waukesha thing was a disaster. And that was a, a so-called black nationalist who, Do who was trying to start a race war. And okay. The, and like it does – it troubles me in a way that the Biden administration seems in the in the aftermath of this – to be willing to make political hay out of this because he this kid was so obvious. like, But to call him a conservative is to get it wrong. It's just that he's sort of uncomfortably close to a lot of the beliefs that a lot of mainstream conservatives have been espousing for the last few years.
0: But, okay, do you not think that there is a distinction to be made when it comes to this sort of incident where it's not a settled issue where... In the other examples that you raised, everybody is almost unanimous. This is fucked up. This is wrong. The person is apprehended. Justice will work its way out. Like you have politicians and prominent figures playing footsie with this type of ideology. So there is like this. You kind of need to make a statement to say that this is absolutely wrong, and the president of the okay, United States. Okay, but I mean, is, I, I, I right?
2: because forgive, I mean, forgive, what, forgive me for doing the devil's advocate thing here, right? But the left is not very likely to condemn radical Islam in the way that the right is willing to do. When there are terrorist attacks, when the, when the the Pulse nightclub thing, we were told initially wasn't actually about Islam, or or when right. they finally came around and said it was about Islam, they broke out the old trope about he's a secret gay, and it was it couldn't actually be his. Right. His, his true and sincere belief in the religion of Islam that motivated him to do this unspeakable act, it must have been that he was a closeted gay who was so deeply ashamed of himself that he had to lash out, which was not the case. He was just a sincere believer in an ideology that ultimately led him to do the thing that he did. Right. And I do think that there is a good deal of ignoring that when it doesn't suit your political ends and that goes and it and it yes it goes for right now with the right and it goes f- many other times with the left where we didn't the, the the subway shooter in new york city had posted a bunch of deeply racialized weird shit about how uh, white people are, are the devil and, and that sort of thing and the same thing with the maniac who drove through the crowd in at the christmas parade in wisconsin
0: did did he, did Biden not go at all to the Wisconsin one? Because I mean, the New York one, I think, because no one died. You know, I, I didn't expect there to be any sort of national response. No, in any he way said to that, that he said
2: that I don't want to inter- interfere. That that bringing a president to to Wisconsin to Waukesha is too much of a hindrance to the local. Uh, okay.
1: I thought that that wasn't political. It was like some weird accident.
2: No, it wasn't a weird accident. They they promised us right in the at the beginning of it that it was a weird accident, mm-hmm. but it was not that.
0: But under no circumstances should a president, especially like Biden, who seems to be into this uh, grieving uh, stuff, not go to a place where ten people are killed just going about their life simply because they're black. Like I think that seems to be like a, it's a
1: pretty textbook visit.
0: Yeah, there is no controversy on that.
2: I'm not I'm I'm like really trying not to do the what about thing because no, I don't no, think I, that it's helpful but I do think that there's something to be said for the fact that Biden is jumping at this opportunity to go in the in the wake of him trying to rebrand the Donald Trump movement and Republicans as as the ultra MAGAs and he said he said uh, in the last week uh, that he doesn't recognize the GOP any longer. That He, he, he thinks that they are—I forget what the exact quote is. But he says something along the lines of—this is from Politico uh, yesterday— Privately, Biden has expressed frustration with media coverage of his administration and believes that the press and Americans at large have been too quick to gloss over the damage Trump did to the country. He also has taken to telling aides that he no longer recognizes the GOP, which he now views as an existential threat to the nation's democracy.
0: Uh, uh, What's the problem?
2: (laughs) The problem is that the president who came in with the promise that he was going to bridge the divide between uh the two parties that he was going to be the more sane and responsible adult in the room and was going to return things to normal is now saying that the republicans are an existential threat to democracy right i recognize that republicans have not been on their best behavior since the uh, 2020 election. Yes, that's true. But if we're going to be categorizing half of the political system as an existential threat, what do we do to existential <laughs> threats? And it's nothing good. I don't know. I, I like I said, I I am very uncomfortable thinking about this in terms of of whataboutism and 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 drawing false equivalencies here. But I also don't. I don't think that this is a path to success either for the Biden administration to insist that what happened in Buffalo is an expression of – obviously, it's an expression of white supremacy, but an expression of the Republican id in the same way that Trumpism is. Because people don't recognize themselves, no matter matter how right you might be, that what happened in Buffalo – is somewhere in the same neighborhood or comes from the same springs from the same rotten hand as as what trumpism has been over the last 5 years i don't think that the overwhelming majority of americans see themselves in what happened in Buffalo. And if he's going to try to tie what happened in Buffalo to the broader Republican movement, he's going to fail politically. Because most so Americans simply, even, even most Democrats, don't see Republicans in that way. Does the activist class, Does the loudest? do the loudest people in the room view things that way? Yes, I think that they almost certainly do. But most right. Americans do not. And certainly most Republicans don't think of themselves in that way.
0: Do you think... It's helpful politically and otherwise for Biden or anyone on the Democratic side to to say, like playing with playing footsie with fascist tendencies and, and ideologies is going to lead to the ruination of the country, right? Like, I mean, the the what separates what happened in Buffalo uh, from Milwaukee or wherever else is that there is a nexus to this ideology, right? Where the Christchurch person, that Anders person you were talking about, there's this ideology, and these people are kind of separately, independently, lone wolves, whatever, but they believe in this larger vision of what Europe and what, uh, I guess, the West or America, Australia, should be a type of country that doesn't look like what they perceive the next twenty, thirty years will will bring, right? So if the party, the Republican Party, is kind of slow walking, disavowing that, or just like, hey, they vote too, fuck it, we'll just play along with that, or we'll use different words, or we'll try to cut co- up that vile message for our purposes, isn't there a responsibility for a Biden type to say, hey, that's kind of fucked up. This is not a joke. Like, what they're saying is, like, I mean, in Georgia, in the state of Georgia, we're getting inundated with these stupid ads because now we're a battleground state, Uh, which, by the way, if you live in some random state and you don't get any coverage, it sucks. All commercials are just, all the time, just all these yahoos running for office, but uh, the thrust of... The non Kemps, like, you know, Kemp is like the now the conventional normal person, right? The normal conservative politician, but like the Purdues and anyone else, the, the thrust of their argument is that the 2020 election was stolen, like seriously stolen, right? And that's what's being promoted at the national level. Uh, they're bringing in immigrants to dilute your vote. That's what's being promoted at the national level. Like, okay, but how, so, so how do you address I, I, those kind I, of things?
2: I, I recognize that. What the what the GOP under Trump is saying is that we are in an existential fight for the future of the country, right? That's what Ginny Thomas and Mark Meadows right. and Donald Trump were all texting about back in November and December of 2020, that we'll fight to the last man because we're not going to allow this, this country to be stolen out from under us and, and whatever. What I'm saying is that— you don't have to meet them on the existential battlefield in that way, right? Because such a small percentage of people actually fundamentally believe that what's happening here...
0: How small is that, though? Like, every poll, like, you know, wasn't there, like, one that said a third of voters on on the Republican side don't... What was it? I, I forget what the, the yeah, but we can. Number, but- I, I
2: think we can dismiss issue polling in that way because of the lack of the fundamental an, antipathy that most Republicans have when they pick up the phone for the person on the other end of it. Especially when it comes to the pollsters, right? They they don't trust right, but- them. I don't think – I don't – yeah. Are there fucking like, – and you can find – in any New York Times article where they go out to a rally and they interview a maniac, and they can you can find right yeah obviously. what appears yeah. to be a normal American middle aged woman saying things that are completely fucking insane, but that again is a self selecting sample of of lunatic who would still go right. to a Trump rally right now. Like, and I'm right. not. I, I recognize that there is a problem here, and that the problem is is large. But what I'm saying is that if they are saying that. We are in an existential fight for the country. It doesn't do Joe Biden any favors to say, you're right. We are in an existential fight for the country. No, in fact, largely this is just turned up Uh, histrionic political rhetoric that has no connection with reality, right? And that goes for the the stop-the-steal nonsense, it goes for the great replacement, it goes for all of it. It's just turned-up histrionic nonsense that makes people feel like their lives are of much greater import than they actually are.
0: Right. I don't... I I think I agree with you that I don't think it's the right approach, but I can sympathize with with some frustration. Like, we can't just pretend things are... Like it's always been, it's just politics, people just say things. It's like... This is kind of serious, and they're fumbling at the right approach. I don't think this is ultimately the right approach because it does raise a temperature and it just makes things worse. But, like, defend you the things that
2: you actually believe. That's all I'm asking Joe Biden to do. And who knows what sort of speech he's going to give. So, I'm putting words in his mouth. But, with the, the you need to have a positive message for the thing that you're defending and not just be saying that this other side is the devil. And even when the other side is the devil, it doesn't fucking matter if the other side is is the devil, if you have nothing to defend yourself, right? You need to believe in the thing that you're defending. If you, if, if, and if you don't, then nobody is going to be on your side if you cannot right. express in a positive way your vision for what this country is and what makes it great and that is and it's not just empty platitudes about how we are we're greater because of our diversity right nobody fucking like everybody believes it and nobody fucking believes it it doesn't because it doesn't actually mean anything
0: but but i suspect this is not going to be some surprising uh, speech the president can make it'll likely be along the lines of there's no place for this in America this is not who we are something about doing about guns like, they shouldn't be so easy to have guns right and I'm sure that will be the focus of the complaints on the right uh, that in like politicizing it you know or whatever that means right but I don't think there's going to be some sort of like this is Tucker Carlson's fault like I don't think the speech is going to take that tone it's just going to be no place for this in America, we're stronger because of this and that, and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't, I don't think he's going to make any any new news with his uh, speech. He's I probably
1: don't. talking to Barack Obama on the phone right now.
0: He's not doing we're,
2: anything. He's asleep. But, it's 10 well, fucking 30.
0: Yeah. Well, an hour ago then.
2: I don't trust them to do anything right because they haven't proven themselves to be competent in any reasonable way. and And... The messaging here is similar to what was so frustrating to me about that vote that Chuck Schumer called last week on the abortion topic. Chuck Schumer called a vote in order to lose last week. He called a vote that he knew he wasn't going to get even 50 votes on, never never mind whether or not they're going to overturn the filibuster. Just looking at the particulars of the vote. Where could you have a vote on codifying Roe v. Wade that made 52 people in the Senate uh, willing to vote for it? Even if you couldn't then get over the next hump of of killing the filibuster, could you at least do that? And Chuck Schumer showed absolutely no interest in doing that and would rather— Put out a messaging bill that proves what exactly, and it, and Joe Manchin was 100% right last week to vote against it. As as mad as it made all of the the Democrats, he was 100% right because it did it, What the law did, it took a, it it went further than it needed to go in terms of uh, quote unquote assuring abortion rights. Uh, for women in this country. And there was no point to it besides hacky political nonsense. And I don't know what the virtue is in losing over and over and over again. And Chuck Schumer is devoted to losing over and over and over again. And I worry that when Joe Biden is now talking in terms of existential war against the Republicans, that war, that, that is an excuse. It's not a battle plan. It's It's a way of saying that I'm going to lose.
0: Right. I I don't understand what the, the political angle was for that. Because, like, what if they did uh, write the law in such a way where – I mean, was Manchin a gettable vote in any way? Was he going to vote no no matter what, but this made it easier for him to grandstand? Maybe there was a back room, like, we're going to make you look good, and then we're going to try to do our – we'll try to use this as a political tool for the midterms. I mean, that's a little conspiratorial, but, like, why not just talk to your uh, – colleagues and say hey what what can you vote yes on right now like is it the way it was exactly with roe v wade which is viability and just everything else remains the same and wouldn't manchin have said yeah i mean who knows maybe he would have said no no matter what and this was like this gave him cover and Collins and Murkowski said that they would be open to a narrower... Right. Basically- there were
2: fifty. There were 52 gettable votes. It was not enough to actually do the thing because they aren't willing to kill the filibuster in order to do it. But it was strictly instead a noble failure by Chuck so that's Schumer, it okay. seems to be his M.O. is like he'd rather have a noble failure than actually uh, do anything.
0: But is it possible, and again, this kind of gets to a cons- just silly nonsense, but if even in the narrow bill, they were going to be short because of the 60-vote filibuster that you need, right, to get over that. Uh, To have this more broader bill uh, be introduced and voted on to give cover to Collins, Murkowski, and Manchin, right? Because if it was a narrow one that they already agreed with, it wasn't going to go anywhere anyways, right? It was going to be would would what would be the point of 52 48 for a something that they agreed on is it it, do you think that that played a role because why not do it that way if if it's going to fail like there's going to be a a political cost for voting yes on it for those three senators right so if they're going to pay that cost let it be on a successful Uh, i'll tell you
2: exactly why because schumer didn't want to be the one who said i didn't decide to nuke like i couldn't motivate my people to nuke the filibuster right then it becomes about what schumer could or couldn't do now he gets to put the onus on the people who voted against the thing right right and i think that's all it comes down to schumer doesn't want to take responsibility for the failure and by putting it on mansion and the two republicans who he could have got but ultimately weren't gettable then he gets to he gets to Shift the blame somewhere else Which and is a cliche in though. politics about you 'd rather have that you'd rather instead of solving the problem you 'd rather cr- keep the issue alive uh, and that 's been the long standing thing when it comes to abortion in this country for the last fifty fucking years is it seems that both sides in their own way have been happy to have this as an issue rather than attempt to do anything with it legislatively
0: right the the one aspect of this uh the way that this has been set up by Schumer is that it kind of undercuts the the messaging for this midterm because neither side can get to sixty Senate votes, right? They're, they're not gonna. There's not gonna be such a swing. In, like the De- Democrats are not gonna get sixty senators who are uh, on the Democratic side. The Republicans are not gonna win enough seats to get to sixty. So neither side is gonna have a filibuster-proof majority for the next Congress. So if you already have the 52 now, like what is the argument now? Like I initially thought uh, Manchin was a no and the others were also a no. And so they're like, hey, vote in the Pennsylvania and Wisconsin senators. I'll get us to uh, two more, right? Hold the other senators uh, that are facing tough challenges this year. And then we'll have enough wiggle room to where we don't need Manchin uh, and Cinema." To get rid of the filibuster, right? And so is there willingness to get rid of the filibuster if you remove those two senators who are not willing? Uh, I and don't is know. that the argument for why people should come out to vote this? Because it, it sounds like. I don't
2: know. That is, gonna- that is an extremely complicated thing that also relies on motivating people in a positive way for abortion, which I don't think there's an appetite for in a meaningful way. This is a captured part of the base that was going to vote anyway. In my opinion, I don't I don't see I don't see taking how taking a hard line on making abortion as freely available as the Schumer bill would have coming out of the Senate is going to motivate people in a way that a more conservative bill that acknowledges the moral ambiguities here might have. Right. This uh, this. Baby formula thing is worth talking about in much the same way that what I was saying earlier about having to go find information at the New York Post in order to to fully understand a situation because you're not getting the full, complete story from one side of the media. The reason that the there is a formula shortage is because the FDA was threatening to bring action against one of these formula manufacturers— And they ended up deciding just to shut down rather than risk uh, a big pile of fines. This was months ago. And the FDA, rather than like explaining that to other heads of industry or perhaps expediting formula production in other ways, perhaps importing it from other countries where they could have loosened some regulations— You know, if it's good enough for England, why isn't it good enough for the United States exactly? Sort of way. Uh, Yeah, we want to have high standards, but ultimately, we also don't want to have. A nationwide formula shortage, and instead of somebody at the FDA making everyone aware of what was coming, uh, apparently they they just didn't. And it, and Biden gets to say this week that he was blindsided by this because he's not a mind reader, which is not great considering it was his own agency that shut down the production in the first place. And it's the sort of thing that a competent administration would see coming because they shut down a major supplier of infant formula. You're going to get. An infant formula shortage in relatively short order.
0: All right, I I, I don't have any uh, kids. I, I didn't even know this was a problem. This is one of these stories that just came out of the blue, and and I don't understand the political angle because all of a sudden these Yahoos were trying to make hay out of it. From what I gather, this plant, I think it's Abbott or whatever uh, the company, uh, they were in violation of some safety regulation and they shut them down for cause or they shut them down for spite like i, I don't understand like if- no not
2: for spite there was a legitimate concern about something going on in that plant where they weren't able to prove that they had definitively gotten rid of whatever bacteria had had potentially caused the problem right I'm not saying that Abbott was in the right here. What I'm saying is that the administration was in the wrong because they failed to take action months ago when they knew that what was going to happen was going to happen. And that that total lack of foresight or willingness to act in a meaningful way is a a failure.
0: This one plant caused all of these issues? Like, I am, again, totally— uh, this could be some story out of Indonesia, for all I, I don't know anything about it. So one plant in like Michigan or whatever the fuck had such a disruptive impact on baby formula across the whole country? That to me is remarkable. Like I, I
2: the leading cause of the formula. This is I'm just reading from Wikipedia right. now to, to educate ourselves as quickly as possible. Abbott produces forty percent of the formula sold in the United States, mostly under the Similac brand. And the Sturgis facility is its largest. So their biggest facility, this is a company that makes 40% of the formula for the United States. They're one of only three major formula producers in the United States. They had to shut down production in Michigan uh, following a FDA recall of several brands of formula due to possible bacterial contamination that may have caused at least two infant deaths. Wow, so that so was back in February died. that the FDA, the FDA shut down or because of a recall— abbott had to shut down the fda should have in my opinion what i'm saying here is the fda should have seen uh foreseen this coming because of the fact that abbott makes so much of the formula right, sold in the united states yeah
0: right what were, were, were they under the assumption that they were, they were gonna i mean i assume they have more than that just that one plant right this company that has 40 percent of the share the market share they like you're right. Like, what was the anticipation? Right, but as with, as with
2: anything else in, a, in an economy that is... What is what is the economic phrase for it? Where you only make enough for you to use up as soon as possible. I, I,
1: just-in-time. Yeah,
2: just-in-time delivery of...
1: Fucking college.
2: Everything, whether it's... <laughs> you know, the entire healthcare system is is built around this just-in-time model where we have just enough beds. We have an, an entire economic model built on the just-in-time delivery of... Very important goods and services. When you interrupt that flow, you should recognize that you need to take action uh, to make sure that it is not painful. And it allows the absolute worst people in the fucking society to start pointing at pallets of baby formula being sent to border facilities and saying, uh, like, you know, what the fuck? Why would we give immigrant babies formula before (laughs) we give our own baby? Like, it's it's absolutely fucking despicable. But you open yourself up to that sort of bullshit criticism when you don't take any action.
0: What would I'm tr- yeah, I'm just kind of thinking this out loud. Uh, what would an action be like? Would they have been able to like say ramp up production somewhere like do yeah, like, a defense production you, act do kind a, of thing? If you're
2: going to take some large percentage of the formula off of store shelves, you need to have a plan to replace it and maybe that yes. right the Defense Production Act to uh, mm-hmm. require that the companies make masks or ventilators right. or whatever the fuck so, you sh- do the same thing with formula like I don't know I don't I'm know. not in charge of the fucking I'm, FDA right, uh, I'm, I'm not just... responsible for ensuring the steady supply of nutritious and delicious milk to our our nation's infants that's right. their job
0: I I understand that. I was just kind of thinking out loud. But what I'm wondering is there are two parties, the FDA and Abbott, right? Abbott knows, like, you doing this is going to cause adverse impact. Maybe not today, but in three months, and it's going to be a big thing. The FDA similarly probably anticipates that this sort of safety recall is going to disrupt the supply, and it's not going to be immediately felt, but – down the road, two months, three months, it's gonna be a problem. So, how come no one came up with an idea? Like, I mean, right. It- so
2: that's why that's why it's unacceptable for Joe Biden to get on camera and say I was blindsided by this, right? It like, where is the where is the taking responsibility for things uh, that are going on within your own administration? And right. it, it sucks when you're the president and somebody somewhere in the executive leadership failed to do their fucking job, which is obviously the case here with the FDA. But like ultimately that's your fucking responsibility and it's just extremely trumpian to to be like <laughs> ah I had no idea what was going on Are you expect uh, me to pay attention to
0: baby formula deflecting responsibility predates uh Trump uh is it possible i mean is it possible is that there was no alternative solution basically there was just going to be the eating of the shit comes late spring and this basically like that action the alternative would have been turning a blind eye to the safety issues and a couple of other infants died, but at least the overall supply will be, like, I mean, would that have been preferable, as uh, vile of a thought as it is, to, like, just have maybe a few more kids possibly die? Well, Well, no, obviously. Philosophy time with Abe. If there are two sides that couldn't come up with a solution and they both knew what the Consequences of the decision that the FDA made was going to produce. It's just weird to me that no one was like, "What should we do instead?" Maybe there was nothing else to do instead. Is what I'm saying. Is that possible? That there was. I don't see
2: how. I don't. I don't see how it's possible in a world where the United States does not make up forty percent of fucking infant formula consumption. Right. I'm sure that we drink a lot of it, but we're a relative drop in the bucket globally. Like there are. Infants all over Europe that get infant formula, presumably, and my understanding is that they have different standards, but they're not all dying. They're not all being, like, lead poisoned because they drink European infant formula instead of American infant formula. I'm sure that it could have been sourced elsewhere. And if not— if not, then yeah, the Defense Pro- Production Act could have been used. Like I don't know. Like I said, right. I don't no, no. know. Again, but it's yeah. what yeah. it is. Above all else, it's an administrative failure. And it, and While an a lot of the while a lot of the criticism is abhorrent, where you start talking about how why are we feeding Guatemalan babies when we should be feeding West Virginian babies, that's fucking gross. <laughs> but it, there is a valid criticism here of a, a failure to execute from the executive.
0: That's again, I, I would. I would co-sign on that if I'm, if someone can show me that there was something to be done. This could just be a bad outcome, sound process thing. But Monday, the day of the recording, I see here on the Washington Post that they've come to an agreement, the FDA, to let that uh, factory reopen and resume. Now, it's going to take a couple of weeks for them to kind of get up to speed, but it's interesting that... What you were just saying earlier about what, you know, there's other babies out there that use formula in other countries and other continents. I'm surprised that that's not one of the remedies because the reopening of the factory is going to take some time for it to catch up uh, to kind of ease this high demand uh, for baby Right, and baby so formula. is
2: what they're doing now, are they saying that it's worth the cost of a couple of baby lives, if that's what it comes that's down to? Because that's it what it looks like. like. But again... It, what it looks like is as soon as, as soon as you say, oh, this is getting bad for all of us, I guess we need to restart production. Have you solved the fucking problem or not? Because right. right. it seems like the answer is not.
0: Is it possible that once people got, kind of got wind of the disruption, the possible disruption down the road, the hoarding began? And that exacerbated the problem. Yeah, I'm sure that
2: that made it worse. My my initial reaction to this story were two things. First, I said, I'll bet you this is not nearly as bad as it's going to be made out to be. And I have no reason. I don't know. I don't know if there's formula on the shelves at my local Target or my local grocery store because I forgot to look today when I went out. But my, my initial impression was that it was probably going to go like the toilet paper shortage went a couple of years ago, where it only becomes exacerbated by the fact that everybody goes out and buys way more than they need. And then... The other thing that I thought was going on here was some sort of regulatory capture thing where because there are only like three fucking companies that make formula in this country, I assumed that part of the problem was that the FDA was allowing these people to self-regulate in a a similar way to what Boeing went through a couple of years ago. But that doesn't appear to necessarily be the case here either. It just seems like a failure to administrate from the administration.
0: Was there ever a... I could have swore I read or watched some story. Was baby formula always uh, thumbs up? Wasn't there a period where, like, oh, this is not recommended? Or has it always been on the up and up?
2: You, just, you have to do what you have to do a lot of the time. Like, not all mothers are able to Depends produce enough. Depends
1: on who you're talking to. Okay.
2: Sure. It is, it is very much the preference for infants to get breast milk from their own mothers. That is the, that is the ideal world. We do not live in an ideal world. Some women can't breastfeed. Some women could, but choose not to, and others might have twins or triplets, and they simply don't produce enough goddamn milk, so they need to supplement with formula. It doesn't matter. The the bottom line is that people need this stuff.
0: Right? Yeah, that's true.
2: Just this evening, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has signed a bill that prohibits picketing and protesting outside someone's private residence in the wake of the Roe v. Wade protests going on outside of conservative justices' homes in Virginia. He has now made it uh, illegal for peaceful protests on residential streets. Uh, Violators face 60 days in jail and fines of up to $500, and I believe that this particular law will stand precisely as long as it takes to get to a court of appeals before it is summarily shat upon and dismissed for being a clear violation of the first amendment
0: this is simply for political purposes right he's he knows it's yeah unnoticed. and by
2: the way it should fucking concern you that your main successor to the trump phenomenon here the the one the one that sane republicans hope will take over the republican party ahead of 2024 and be the Republican nominee in 2024 is just so blithely willing to ignore amendments to the—the the, the First Amendment to the Constitution in pursuit of uh, stupid political aims. That that should worry you.
0: His whole shtick seems to be just to be an agitator, like picking fights with anything, just so people are like, oh, this guy's standing up for me. He took on that stupid mouse from the Disney thing.
2: It's remarkable. W- where I start the show— complaining about how what's most terrifying to me and what, what is most dangerous that I see in the world is people who are absolutely certain in their principles and and leave absolutely no room for doubt and the, the violent ends that that inevitably leads to, the pain and the just unconscionable suffering that results from the things that people are absolutely certain of that they know. And on the other hand, we have Ron DeSantis, who's just Nakedly in pursuit of political power and doesn't believe anything. I hope you weren't invested in Luna last week during the uh, solar eclipse. Luna was the fourth most valued cryptocurrency with many, many billions of dollars invested in it. And it is now worth a fraction of a penny.
0: Were they the only ones that were impacted? Hasn't uh, been a... Tough sledding for the crypto. It's been tough
2: sledding uh, for the other ones, including like Bitcoin. But I mean, Bitcoin is still worth many times what it was worth so it just a has few years ago.
0: Value. Is there any rhyme or reason for why you know like uh, with the regular stocks? Still, oh, the the quarter earnings report came out and it wasn't so hot, so that's why the stock is going down in this sector. Like, what's the rhyme and reason for the ups and downs for this? crypto nonsense. I
2: mean there's no ups and downs anymore for Luna. Luna, Luna is now completely worthless. It, there's number of things going around where if you invested $10,000 in Luna last week, uh you have like less than a dollar. Like it's it's just oh my completely
0: God. That-
2: completely shit the bed. Hang on, I'm pulling up a chart here.
0: Holy hell. Look at those zeros.
2: Yeah, there's three zeros before you get to the one on the, the current value after of... After the decimal. Right,
1: after, <laughs>
0: after the decimal. Boy. Uh, that's
2: the, that's the one-day chart. Let's pull up the seven-day chart oh,
0: here. Oh, Lord.
2: It was worth uh $32 just a week ago, $36 just a week ago, and now worth...
0: Wow. Uh, None. See, this None? would be a, an ideal COVID case chart, just... Boop, yeah. Nothing. We're good. Yeah. This but, is
1: what happens when they stop reporting. That's yeah. this chart.
0: Wow. Look at worth that. Worth a
2: hundred dollars on April tw- on April twenty-first. Uh, <laughs> one one of these little crypto coins was worth a hundred dollars and now it's worth point zero 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 one eight of a penny. And it's just a fucking scam. Like that's all it comes down to. It's just a it is a complete and total pyramid scheme, greater fool theory in action. And when it collapses, it collapses all at once. It
0: just fell off a cliff. My God.
2: Yeah. And it's all your money is gone now.
0: Do you know anyone who's uh, got this Luna thing?
2: I don't think I do. And certainly no one who has admitted it just yet. (laughs) Uh, You've been listening to Cast Iron Brains, a podcast with Bob and Abe. You can find the show on Facebook or Twitter. Head on over to uh, brainiron.com, castironbrains.com. Opening and closing themes of the show were composed by Mark Gillig. I am not happy at all with how this evening went. I don't know what it's going to sound like in the morning. Oh, it'll be
1: fine. It's better than you think. You're just sad.
2: I'm yeah. I've been swimming in this asshole's manifesto all day long. And not
0: advisable.
2: Then so, even worse than that, having to listen to other people talk about it and get it. You
0: don't have to do that.
2: Get it wrong. You can do this the first is, thing, uh, Not
1: the second thing
2: a remarkable country. It is the greatest country in the history of the planet, simply because of our willingness to try what has basically never been tried before, and defending that is a worthwhile endeavor. And I I don't know what it is that people think that they care about or the thing that it is that they think they're defending when they subscribe to anything like what this maniac subscribes to. It's, it's just, it's rabidly inhumane, and, it, and it's a fucking bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go to the movies this week, Abe? Eh?
0: I did not, but I did watch movies. I was like, you know, there are so many movies that I haven't seen over the years, and there aren't any good ones in the theaters. Let me just watch them at home. And so I watched three movies. I think they're all from the 80s. Uh, Tootsie. Broadcast News, and The Untouchables. The last one, some, The Untouchables... Some real classics. Those are
2: like... Was you, did you are the AFI Top 100 list yeah, to find like, these movies?
0: I think it's HBO's catalog or someone. One of these mm. things that I pay for. Uh, the Untouchables was an otherwise decent movie, but at the very end, I was kind of tired, but at the very end, Al Capone, uh, played by uh, Robert De Niro, gained some yeah. weight, or I don't know if he was caked on with some stuff, but... The the lawyer changed the plea to guilty without disregarding what his client wanted. And that was like the end of the movie. They're like, oh, bravo, we got him. (laughs) Because the lawyer said, fuck it, we're going to change the plea to guilty, which I know the movie was made in the 1980s, about the 1930s, but I don't think that's legal.
2: Right, that can't be right.
0: And the movie just like, I was like, that's it? That's how it ends? Just, oh, we got him on the tax thing because his lawyer said, fuck it. Like, it was a very odd thing. But the other two movies were fun. Broadcast News was a lot of fun. I I like that movie. Broadcast
2: News is absolutely spectacular. Yeah. Although, Broadcast News also has, in the same way that the end of one of my other favorite movies almost ruins it, what is the movie that... I, the Peter Sellers movie Network? about the gar, Cha, Chauncey Being Gardner. Being There. Being There. I'll be, uh, Being the There. The almost
1: boring movie, potentially. Being There
2: is a great movie. I think I've talked before about how the last scene almost ruins it. But doesn't. It It's fine. The first scene in broadcast news where they're like children. The three of them are like... The three main characters are all yeah. like little kids. Yeah. Is like unforgivably stupid. Like, why in the world? How did that scene make it into the final cut of that stupider. movie?
1: Stupid. Just to kind of believe it or not, they used to have to spell things out a lot more.
0: Yeah, and also I guess they were kind of explaining the type of person that would grow into the type. Like this guy's the uh, that William Hurt was like a charming. I guess they were going for like a charming dolt kind of thing. Uh, but I not Yeah, I guess that's. But like Laurie said, you kind of have to kind of hand-walk people and explain this person is this from their childhood.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't care for the beginning of that movie. But great movie otherwise. Holly Hunter's great. Albert Brooks is great. By the way. William Heard <laughs> is great.
0: <laughs> I don't think anyone my age has said this ever, but I'm watching broadcast news and I see uh, Holly Hunter. I, at the moment, I'm trying to place her like, who is this person? Because I've seen the other two in other things. And I was, I was like, oh, she's in Mr. Mayor which is the now canceled uh Ted Danson show on NBC that was literally mm-hmm. just canceled last week but I don't think anyone knows her from that except no, for me. No, I don't me. think so. I was like, "Oh, she's the person she's from this shitty sitcom." Succession for a season. What's that? Yeah, she's, she's in, in, in season, for a season. Season 3 of Succession, Oh, was that? Two, her? I guess? Yeah, two. See, it's weird. I, I I just know her Miss Mr. Mayor.
2: Oh, that's right. It wasn't the last. I screwed the, I I finally l- I looked it up. It's the it's the end credits of being there that almost ruins it. The end scene is fine and worth watching, so forgive me if I've besmirched, in your mind, a great <laughs> end to a great movie. It's the end credits that they very nearly... It very nearly r- ruins the entire movie, which shouldn't be possible, but it's true. You need to turn the movie off right as the end credits roll. Just trust me. You
0: know, there's, uh... you turn
1: the movie off you could no, just,
2: wrong. Being there is a great movie. You're wrong about that.
1: I, I mean, I, it's just, it's very, very boring.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I can watch it because there's one more week of not really any theatrical release until the apparently great Top Gun Two comes out the following week yeah. over Memorial Day week. So I may watch Being There this weekend. Did you guys watch any? No,
2: we didn't really watch anything. We, we watched just
1: watched the pipe We were really tired. We watched the and then We had people. Our flag
2: means death episode, and we watched an episode of we finished off the How-to with John Wilson show.
1: That's what we did. Oh, it's so nice. They have
2: a new season? Yeah, the season two, which it came out a few months ago, and we just we just were slowly making it. our way through it, um, and finished it off this weekend. It felt a little more forced than season one did; like okay. it felt a little it bit was, more was contrived. It had to be. But yes, by its very nature, it was, and it had to be. Not as good as season one, but still good. Okay. We also saw some commercials this weekend, including a Domino's commercial. Where they're now tipping their carry-out customers. This is what they're calling this, where they if I you I did
1: not notice this commercial. If you go
2: to Domino's I did see and this. you order carry-out and you do it all through the app, they refund you three dollars off of your purchase price as a tip. That's their that's their current big national marketing ploy. And the reason for that is in part because uh all of the major pizza chains are experiencing a problem with hiring and keeping delivery drivers because that job fucking sucks yeah and the gas is going up
1: too. sometimes you meet your wife at that job
2: yeah i was also watching i noticed at the start of the weekend that there were going to be a very high percentage of sports events that were uh game sevens it was a great weekend
0: i did not know there were so many of them yes
2: decisive sports moments The hockey, like, overwhelmingly delivered. All of the games were close. Two of them went to overtime. And so I, I happened to catch, I think, three, maybe four different ends of hockey games just by being sure to, like, check my app and then jump over to the hockey game when it was on. And it was at the very end because, yeah, I like playoff hockey. I, in fact, really can get into it uh, given the right circumstances. But what I especially like is uh, the absolute frantic craziness that happens at the end of a close hockey game when everything is on the line. Those delivered. Then on Sunday, there were two NBA Game 7s that were supposed to be exciting with the the Phoenix Suns going up against the Dallas Mavericks in a Game 7. And then the other game was, uh, I think the first game actually, was Boston- going up against the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks, Bucks with right. uh, uh, Giannis, uh, you know, whatever his last name is there that I won't say.
0: <laughs> and And
2: both of those games were complete fucking blowouts. I tuned in... Terrible games. ...to both at the end to try to watch exciting Game 7 sports action and was greeted with... I think at one point the Suns were down by, like, 45 when I was watching in the yeah, fourth quarter. Yeah, 45
0: or 46. A ridiculous outcome. By the way, I... I chose right. You know, sometimes I will decide, like, I'm done with the sports thing. I'll just watch it on Mondays and fast forward. And so that's what I did for the game set. I just was watching, like, broadcast news or whatever the hell I was watching. Uh, So in the morning, I turned on my DVR. This is, I'm not paying attention to the news or the outcome. And one of the games was two hours, like, even. Like, I was like, wow, that was... This can't be right. Yeah, that was a very quick game. And then Quickly enough, you realize, wow, this is a blowout, and there's, like, nothing faster than a blowout game. It just goes by very fast.
2: I know that your big prediction this year was the Nets were 100% (laughs) going to win it all, and that obviously went to shit.
0: Uh, Approaching 100% is what I was trying to get at.
2: Yeah, rounding up, but (laughs) whatever. I don't even know what to, like, look forward to in the basketball playoffs anymore. I guess you have, like, root for the Warriors, I guess, if you want it to be interesting. Uh.
0: Just entertaining games like that's all I care about. Just yeah, not, not, games not that are what just happened on Sunday. Fifty
2: point blowouts in yeah. the third quarter. Anyway, I guess that's uh unless Abe, do you uh you got anything else for us tonight? Nope. Well, I guess that's all we've got for tonight then. we will talk to you next time. Later. OK, but what I'm saying, but, but if the underlying ideology is a fundamental belief that your phenotypical realities are, are your immutable physical characteristics are what's most important about you as a person, he is completely in line with that. And it, it like that is the underlying thing where you're so certain that the thing that matters more than anything else is the color of a person's skin or the where the the whatever identity markers that you decide to to foist upon them, uh, those two those two ideologies go hand in hand. The killing is a difference. It's, yes, it's a, the, of course. I'm different. not saying. I'm no, not. but, but I mean, I'm not just
0: saying the killing. It, it...
2: Right, and that's the thing that that's the thing that I. I think is almost important to reject is that this is that this just exists on some sort of a continuum. Whereas the continuum that I see here, the thing that unites the maniac who shot up the congressional soc- uh, uh, softball game, right. the thing that unites the pulse nightclub shooter and the San Bernardino shooter. All dudes. Sure. Uh, is, is male certainty. It's, it's, it's the absolute fundamental belief that what you think you've figured out is absolutely right and cannot be questioned. And that's what makes the Vegas thing stand out for being different, is that that guy didn't appear to have any of that, right? Yeah. Or if he did, he kept it to himself, which means that he didn't have it, because you don't keep that sort of certainty to yourself. It's impossible to. Yeah. I don't know. This It's maybe maybe I'm allowing myself to be swept up in it, but this one this the buffalo thing it just feels worse in a way that in in much the same the same it's the same exact feeling that I got from the new zealand one uh which is which makes sense because it's the same exact right. fucking thing it's just on a smaller scale and not nearly as successful uh, and and i I don't know i there's it, the, the lack of catharsis the, the 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 possibility even of catharsis doesn't even come to mind like it just it seems like it's just going to continue
0: to build on itself and only get worse
1: yeah uh, it will you're right
0: things will just settle back down I think
1: it won't it, it won't, <laughs> it
0: won't.
2: Uh, let's see what old old Uncle Joe will go to <laughs> Buffalo tomorrow and calm everything down for us I'm sure that's right Anyway. All right. All right. Good Good night. night. Good night.
0: My name is Bob. What a remarkably simple-minded idiot.